Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Nicole. I'm Danielle. And this is It Stakes Two. We'll work on getting that in better unison. Um, we're brand new, if yeah. you couldn't already tell. Yeah. Um, it's so It Stakes Two is our brand new podcast. And it's going to be a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch series. Um, Danielle, tell everyone how we know each other. Uh, okay, well, we are sisters, and that sisters means who slay, sisters who slay, and that means that <laughs> uh, Nicole has known me her whole life. Um, I'm three years older than you, so did you like your life better before me? I have no memories of anything so the answer from that time good to know good to know um so yeah so anyways we decided on on this podcast because we both love Buffy the Vampire Slayer it's one of our favorite shows but we've never watched the series together we watched it separately at different times in our lives and when did you watch the show I remember watching the show um definitely when it was being like rerun on tv Mm. is when I first watched it so I would like get home from school and watch Buffy reruns because um we've talked about it before but we were definitely both too young to watch it when it first aired um I don't really remember you watching it like usually I would try to come home and do like what you were doing but I guess it was when you were getting home kind of before me or something but I didn't watch it until like after the entire series had wrapped too and it was like in high school and you had purchased like the dvd box set so yeah Yeah. take that how you will for danielle's age (laughs) (laughs) um oh you already told everyone i was three years younger i aged myself too anyways and i would watch the dvd box sets like binge watch before binge watching was a thing all night long and then i'd sleep all day because i was like in high school during summer with no plans, no friends, and no work, I guess. Yeah. That made me sound like a huge loser, but Well, that's what you're happened. just like Willow. That's why you connected to the show. Huge loser. <laughs> um <laughs> And you're gay. Oh my god, you're Willow. Oh my god. I am Willow. Well, I'm not as smart as Willow, so uh, I'm like Xander and Willow combined. Am I Willow? Yeah, if you had okay. to be someone, you would be. We'll do a quiz later on in the series. Oh my god, that's and a find out what idea. characters we are. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so should we start getting into episode one then, or did yeah. you have something else you want to add? Well, I was just gonna say, like, I was a bit of like a a diehard fan. I would say, like, getting all of the box sets on DVD, mm. and then um, we recently moved into a condo that we got together and um you were setting up my bookshelf for me and so I don't know if you noticed while you were doing it but I actually had some like Buffy the Vampire Slayer novels and looking back now I'm like wow how did I didn't even know that existed like so is it like you have season eight are you because you know the show continued in in like book form or comic book form or something after or are they just like separate books no they're separate books because the book forms was like graphic novels and this is just like a chapter book um wow you are a big fan yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so okay anyways um now that I've gotten nerd let's get going (laughs) super fandom out of the way let's get into the episode all right so we're gonna start off right away with our uh recap of season one episode one the pilot 
Um, it's actually called Welcome to the Hellmouth. Welcome to the Hellmouth, but it is the pilot episode. And actually, did you know that there is an unaired pilot episode? No. That came before this. It's 25 minutes long. Can you watch? And I learned that it's the bane of Whedon's professional life. He said it sucks on ass in an interview. Sucks gross. on ass. Why would he say that? I don't know. It must have been really bad. Did he make the movie? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a different actress who played Willow, but I think the others in the were pilot, the same. in the fake pilot. Yeah. Wow. Let's watch it. Okay, let's see if we can find it. It'll be a bonus episode. Yeah. Okay, a Patreon episode. <laughs> we don't have a Patreon. Well, cut that. Not yet. Cut that. Patty, cut that. Oh wait, we don't have an editor either. Okay. So, do you want to start us off? Um. Yes. Okay. So, firstly, we start the show. I guess it depends what you're watching it on. Whatever I watched it on, I had a frightening scenes warning. So they really amp you up to be frightened from the get go. Did that help you out like did you go into it like stealing yourself for some jump scares yeah I didn't know what to expect it's been a long time since I watched this episode yeah I was like "Uh oh is this gonna be really scary actually it's funny because when I was watching it today like literally from the very beginning I was like "Ah!" I jumped remember when he like breaks through the glass that's embarrassing well whatever so speaking of breaking through the glass um we begin with a, a young couple breaking into a dark classroom. And I just want to say, like, as he's climbing through the window, he is crunching his hands onto that broken glass. And somehow he doesn't get cut at all. Do we think that he's supernatural? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Or is that just a plot flaw? Well, I just like, if he was bleeding from the beginning, I feel like the eating would have happened so much quicker, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, I was liking how the music as they're creepy crawling through the glass is a lot like the Super Mario Bros. theme song when you're underground. Like, really ominous. They're setting up for a frightening scene. I didn't even realize that, but <laughs> you would, you would realize that. Well, anyways, as they're, they're breaking in, the girl is definitely scared and she does not want to be going into the school, but the guy is like a badass and he's like, no, no, it's fine. Let's go. And then and the, in the girl's like, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to go up there. Having trouble. You try making a sentence when you're sneaking into a school with a creepy guy. Next time I'm in that situation. So they hear a noise in the hallway and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, what is that? Is someone there? And so you're obviously thinking, are they in danger? And then comes the shocking twist of events. Wait, before we get to the shocking twist of events, in this situation, you're supposed to assume that this guy is like trying to lure this girl to hook up with her. Yeah. Why is he being such an ass and trying to make her so scared? Like, isn't that going to do the opposite? And she's like, I'm out. Like, already she didn't even want to get in. Maybe he's, like, thinking she'll be turned on by the thrill of, of being scared. She can't even put a sentence together. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's some problems with this guy, we learn. But, okay, tell us what the twist is in the situation. Um, The shocking twist is that we find out she is a vampire. 
She's the vampire. She is the vampire. Yeah. And you think it's him. You think he's luring her and he's going to eat her. Surprise. It's her. Yeah. Women power. I'll Um, be over here. And so when I was saying like, there are some problems with this guy, like he's a bit problematic. You're talking about how he's like trying to scare this girl he's hooking up with. Also, I am like, does he kind of deserve to be eaten? Because (laughs) he's out with someone who is clearly wearing a high school uniform. And he like, when they're going in is like, oh, I used to go here, but I'm not in high school anymore. And he's like forcing her up onto the roof. Like this just seems like a really bad situation. I have to agree. And I also, he deserves to be eaten. Oh my God. So it must be bad. A hundred percent. Sorry, not sorry that you're dead. Yeah. So he um, gets eaten and then we cut to the theme song, right? To a great theme song. Love the theme song. Big fan, period. Yeah. That's interesting because I've never loved the you theme You hate song. the theme song? Yeah, I really don't like it. Like I, yeah, I would want to skip it every time if I could and I can. So that's, <laughs> that's great news about that. I did say though, like what I really like is the the ending. Like Buffy just looks like such a badass. You know, when it's like, ding. Yeah, don't you love like the, the drum and then it flashes no wow but I think think when you skip I think when you skip the the theme song you still get that little end scene where she looks super badass so it's (laughs) so you get to have your one little image of her looking badass without having to listen to the theme yeah I don't want to listen to any other part of that Um, scream in the middle you know hair blowing I think also a fact that I read and I don't remember because I didn't actually put this one in but I'm gonna say it anyways I think the theme song actually came about because Allison Hannigan like went to Joss Sweden and was like you should listen to this band Nerf Herder and he like you just think that no like I read I'm pretty sure I read it I don't just think it like Hmm. yeah (laughs) okay so here we go. Start Take of the show. Now that we're out of that awful theme song, um, we meet the star of the show, Sarah Michelle Geller, Buffy Summers. So she's like in her bed, tossing and turning. She's having some really bad dreams of like cemeteries and monsters and vampires. And I was like, these, this dream is like I'm watching the ring video and like oh, you're gonna die in seven days after you have this dream. Oh my it was, god! Like, all these weird flashes of. Stuff. Do they say that in the dream? No, there's like a wrinkly man uh he's the master we don't know that yet though but yeah he is wrinkly man but you just like think you see a weird wrinkly man i thought it was very like glamour shot like the candles and like her fading in and out and everything it just was like you didn't think you would die in seven days it looks like an 80s music video to me or something <laughs> <laughs> it's the master's music video yeah she wasn't supposed to see that they have connection <laughs> so um another fun fact for you oh my god you're full of it. uh Buffy Summers could have been played by Katie Holmes. She was offered the part. No, I know, right? Like, it doesn't make sense. But she was offered the part. Was Angel going to be played by Tom Cruise? No, he. There were other people who auditioned for Angel, but um, but no. She, so she turned it down so she could go to high school. Wow, good for her. She should do that. Yeah, stay in school. <laughs> sure, whatever. Well, I'm glad she did because there's no one better than Sarah Michelle Gellar for this. Yeah very true um okay so we find out it's her first day of school she's going to a new school and her and her mom Joyce they just moved from LA but the big city yeah we don't know how small Sunnydale is yet do we I don't think so but we can it's a change yeah 
Um, okay, so she goes to school and her mom begs her not to get kicked out of school. Yeah, pretty normal. Like really sets you up for being like, <laughs> what the hell happened? And then we're at school. So the intro to the high school is like every 90s high school movie you've ever seen. There's like this weird rock song going on. People are like skateboarding around. Speaking of people skateboarding, <laughs> Xander is one of the characters we meet. Um, and he comes flying on a skateboard. Since when does Xander skateboard? I don't think he ever skateboards ever again in the rest of the entire series. No. And he like seems kind of cooler than like we get to know him to be later on. But like they like set him up to like, I thought they, they he looked cool until he like ran to a pole. Yeah, but... yeah. But that's where I was like, once you know his character, you're like, so when you're re-watching it back, you're like the classic Xander intro to like have him skate into a railing because he's busy staring at Buffy. But like he has like other friends. Like he's like, oh, hey, Eddie. Like he's like, is that his name? No, Jesse. Okay. But I always think his name is Eddie too. Because <laughs> his name, is his name that He's in like every show in oh, okay. the 2000s ever. So maybe he's maybe Eddie and something else. else. Probably. But, like he has friends and like he just doesn't seem like future Xander turns out to be to me. Yeah, I can see that. Well, um, speaking of roles that could have gone to other actors, Xander, the role of Xander was actually offered to Ryan Reynolds first. Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. And he turned it down because he didn't want to play someone in high school. He had just graduated and he was like, high school sucked. He got bullied. Um, And so he didn't want to play someone in high school. So he could have been Xander. That's so weird. But instead we have, what's his name? Nicholas Brendan. Yeah. Who had like never acted before this show. Had his, had, whoa, had his twin brother. I have no idea. I always forget that he has Spoiler a twin. Spoiler alert, he's a twin. That'll come up then. Wow. Season 12. Getting I don't know. Really <laughs> ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, like, as we're coming in too, I was like, like you said, we meet Xander's friends. So like he runs into Willow and they run into Jesse together. And I just was like, oh yeah, like Xander, Willow and Jesse, they seem like the like side clique here. And you're like, they're clearly all going to be main characters, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Why is everyone obsessed with the new girl though? Like, did you have a new kid start in high school ever or no? When you were in high school? Um, and was, like, everyone obsessed with her? I think our school was, like, too big. Like, I don't think you would know necessarily. It but I like, guess this is supposed to be smaller. They're all like, oh, the new kid. Have you talked to the new kid? And, like, everyone wants to know the new well, kid. Well, it's like Greece, right? What? When Sandy starts at school, they're like... <laughs> She's Australian. Even <laughs> still, everybody knows the new girl started and how, like, great her jugs are. <laughs> Nobody's jugs are better than her nuts, though. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Buffy is getting like settled in or whatever, figuring out where she has to go. And it she starts off on an interesting foot with Xander because she like bumps right into him, drops her stakes all over the hallway. Yeah. How embarrassing. <laughs> she drops all her stakes, all her belongings, and like forgets her stake though. So I'm like, shouldn't she be a little bit more careful? Like she's packing her stuff and just leaves her random wooden stake there yeah like wasn't that the first thing she's picking up as if it's like right you immediately like, dropped a tampon yeah you should be like that for your stakes I feel if you're a slayer absolutely 
especially like for someone who is later like so surprised that nobody I mean that everybody knows her secret identity like of course they do you're throwing your stakes around the you're hallway just letting them sit in the hall all day <laughs> okay but I was also like why does Xander seem cool and hot like I think I would think for Xander in episode one I was like is this on purpose his sheer shirt is really doing it for me <laughs> or maybe yeah. you just drunk me like Xander what when they first meet, like, though, honestly, you're like, oh, these two are totally going to be a thing. We've got some chemistry. Yeah. He's into her. We don't know how she feels. Wow. He skateboards. He skateboards anywhere that she wears a sheer shirt. That's, you don't get any better than that. So Buffy heads to class and she meets a friend there named Cordelia. Um, and I was like, she just shares her book with her right away. What this is clearly... Sunnydale's resident nice girl. That's what I said. I said she shares her notebook. That's weirdly nice of her once you get to know the character. Like that seems very out of character. Yeah. Of her. Like she would never do that. Yeah. But since everyone already knows the new girl, Cordelia knows probably she's like from the big city. She's super impressed. And so (laughs) she can maybe be like one of her friends. So then um they are, you know, walking through the hallway. Wait, because class like abruptly ends. I'm like, why in every show? Um, yes. In the middle of the lesson, the teacher's talking like, here, the play. Right. And they're like, oh, okay. Do, do teachers have no concept of time? Right. And I've said this like in other shows I've watched before and I didn't even mention it in this, but I was like, what, like what teacher is planning their lessons so poorly that they're just like cut off mid-sentence like, such oh a my passionate gosh. teacher that they're like so into it that they just didn't realize they'd run out of time ridiculous Love that's just not flag. how things go okay and then also Cordelia tells Buffy like to go to the library to get her textbooks is yeah. that like an American thing um so you have to go to the library and get your textbooks yeah like it wouldn't be handed out in class like, I don't we know. never did that that's weird um yeah so then they're walking <laughs> to the library and this is where we very quickly realize that oh Cordelia is actually a raging bitch because she bumps into Willow who's just trying to have a drink of water and all of a sudden there's like she's like oh nice dress Willow and Willow's like oh thank you my mom got it for me at Sears which oh like God. come on why would you ever tell Cordelia that um and you know I was just like this is such an innocent moment for Willow. She's just trying to have a drink and she gets shit on by Cordelia. I said this later at some point. I don't know when, but like Willow's loserness is so extra in this episode. Like even if you're a huge loser, like they get, they go a little too far sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean like with her clothing, that's not even close to like the weirdest thing that Willow wears. (laughs) Like she's just wearing that like cute dress, whatever, like her little tights. We're not even into like the like fuzzy pink sweaters and bucket hats. Guess I don't worse. know. Guess yeah. Okay, wait, is this when Cordelia is testing Buffy on her pool factor? Yeah, I think they do the test right before they get to the water fountain. Okay, so I had to Google who's John Teach. John Tesh? Oh, John Tesh. I was drunk when I wrote that. Yeah. John Teach. I actually like the John Tesh radio show? Maybe. I guess. Was that around then? I have no idea. And and who's the other guy they mentioned? Because I didn't know who that was either. And I just what I was like, whatever. You should have Googled them both. Yeah. But James Spader, is that who it is? Sounds familiar. We'll have to Google him after. David's brother? Oh no, that's David's brother. No, Spade. 
auntie to, she has to call me <laughs> oh my god okay so Buffy gets to the library to find her textbooks I guess and there's all this ominous music playing and instead of answering her calls Giles comes around and taps her on the shoulder like a little creep yeah weird introduction to uh Mr. Giles there and uh we don't find it out right away but you know he's Buffy's watcher and so like he already knows who she is and he is really like determined to help her with this like vampire hunt vampire vampires um, yeah please. and uh you know Buffy is like I'm retired man I don't want it and uh and I, like I was just like I can't believe she comes in here asking for like a textbook and before she can even finish her sentence he picks up the biggest vampire book he can ever <laughs> find and like slams it down in front of her he had that one waiting yeah it's like unbelievable to me to be a subtle clue that he knew who she was yeah like oh bam vampire oh my god oh well once she gets away from that guy she heads out and she catches up with willow because she's heard that willow is the one to go to if you need help catching up and like doing your homework and stuff I guess because it's a small school. She's the only person in school that can do homework. The only person that does homework. Um, so this conversation is the first time the Wiggins comes up. Oh, yes. Because she's saying how, like, they shouldn't go to the library to catch up because it's the place just gives her the Wiggins. And I was like, when are we going to bring that back? Like, why don't I say that about more things? This is giving me the Wiggins. This is really giving me the Wiggins, guys. So should have said that in the opening scene. I know, right? Like it comes out so many times and I love it every time. So after she's talking about her Wiggins about the uh, library, she's chatting with Willow, Xander, and Jesse. And I just like had to make a comment because Jesse, like Xander, whatever is Xander, and he goes on and on about how they're old friends and meeting up again and whatever. And everyone's staring at him like he has like three heads. And Jesse is like, wow, you really turned into a bibbling idiot. And I'm like, what is a bibbling idiot? idiot? Yeah. And all I could think of is, you know, that like polka dot shorts, bibbles, <laughs> like the little thing that was like a Roomba. And I was like, why did he say bibbling idiot? Like it's obviously babbling. Well, but that anyway. made Jesse sound like a bibbling idiot. It did, exactly. Karma. So then. Okay, so Cordelia comes into the group and she needs to inform them that there's an extreme dead guy in a locker yeah in aura's locker aura Aura. Uh, so yeah so buffy finds out about the extreme dead guy and she immediately goes to do some investigating and finds out that he was killed by by vampires vampires vampires. um so she obviously has to like go tell Giles about it. Um, even though she's like, well, no, no, I'm no, not I'm, not, I'm not telling you because I'm gonna do anything about it. I'm just like, hey. Well, and he's the only one that knows about vampires because he took out his giant textbook. Yeah. So she's like, true. Maybe he can tell someone else about this situation. <laughs> Maybe he can tell another slayer about this walk situation. Up to them and be like, oh, I think a vampire killed him. Social suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote down here like in her speech she's like she just really wants to be a normal girl well at least she doesn't have last month's hair she has that going for her <laughs> it's like one of her worries 
Yeah. I was worried that so I would normal. have last month's hair. She's so normal. Uh, you don't get it. Also, like, did Buffy have a watcher before Giles? I guess she must have. We just don't know about them. Okay. It just, like, sometimes seems like everything's brand new to her, but we know that it's It not. is in this new town. Yeah. But, like, don't you hell. think her watcher would have been like, hey, I'm going to send you over to a new watcher, like... There was no discussion. She probably she just... died or something. Oh man, that's sad. <laughs> uh, also, important to note that at the end of this scene, Xander comes out from behind the library shelves. Oh, yeah. I hundred percent missed that because when he comes back later, I was like, "How did he?" Yeah, no, because he's like l- he's like lurking back there, and he hears the whole conversation. What's he doing in the library? Like he doesn't get, even do homework. I think he was getting the math textbook that Willow told him to get at the beginning. Because everyone has to go to the library to get textbooks. Right? Exactly. That's just a plot to Willow. That's not real. So I just all have to get to the library. <laughs> so, yeah. So now Xander knows the secret. And then we have a quick cut to a creepy underground lair. Um, and we see this vampire who seems to be chanting some kind of prayer over a pool of blood. Well, he ends it with amen. Oh, I didn't hear that. But like, clearly they're really trying to get you like creeped out by this and think it's like the scariest thing. Like they spend a full minute of like, how long's the show? 40? Yeah, maybe. Or whatever. They spend like a full minute, like slowly panning over the flaming candles. There's like some extra holding a torch, just like looks really heavy, like she's scared she might drop <laughs> it. And then they like pan over these rocks and then like the blood pool or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like the whole time there's no like advancement of the plot or you don't learn anything. There's just the man going, The sleeper will wake. The sleeper will wake. Yeah. Sleep. And he does it like 15, 15 times. times yeah. And then the scene ends. Totally. So, like, I know. No waste. You're like, maybe. Maybe you were just supposed to realize like, oh, this is the place that she was dreaming about. It actually exists. Oh. But I do think maybe like. Is it a bit long? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's a long minute. <laughs> okay. So now we're back in Buffy's bedroom and she is getting ready to head out to the bronze, the all ages oh, club yeah. in town. And, and she doesn't want to be too slutty. <laughs> Yeah. She doesn't want to be too nerdy. I wrote down like slut shaming alert. Slut shaming she like, out, like a regular dress and was <laughs> like, hi, I'm a huge slut. <laughs> also, I thought it was pretty funny that Joyce like all of a sudden is like, I really think we can make this work. And I'm like, you've been here for a day. Literally, like, it was her first time. What slut. made you think? Because she almost found a place for her art gallery. Yeah, but summer. still like. Who knows when Buffy's gonna burn something down? You can't just all of a sudden think after one day. Okay, can we also talk about how she was worried about being too slutty or too nerdy, and then she ended on this business button-up shirt? Yeah, because what I said was, I cannot believe that that's the outfit she landed on for her clubbing. Pretty sure I've seen Nana in the exact same <laughs> blouse and slacks. She's like, this is perfect. Oh my I'm god. No so bad so so she's in her her blouse and slacks and she's walking to the club and she's being stopped by, by a handsome stranger, a handsome stranger. 
Um, also in the realm of, of going out outfits, what the hell is Angel I wearing? I think she runs into a handsome stranger to, who's there to warn her about the harvest, whatever that is, in a shiny magician's coat. <laughs> I called it a silky sport jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said they deserve each other. <laughs> Both in their hot button-ups for their first encounter. They know and what... You can tell that they're going to have chemistry because they dress the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and so then he, like whatever warns her about this harvest and ends with he's a friend but maybe not Buffy's friend and I thought that was whoa mysterious oh so mysterious yeah she says she's not what'd she say she's not looking for friends isn't yeah she? like she's fully looking for friends she just fucking moved there yeah but like no, not creepy kind of friends. stalker friends not friends in silk silk robes in the street okay Okay, so she goes, gets to the bronze after she deals with the silk rope guy. Okay, before we go further, okay. I just was like, could not get over how ridiculous it was that she walks into the bronze and thinks someone's waving at her. Who does she know? <laughs> She's met like three people. Why would that guy be waving at her? Because everybody's obsessed with the new girl. They probably oh were god. waving at her. No, they weren't. I know, you know they're not, but. Oh my god. Okay, so anyways, whatever. That was ridiculous so embarrassing for her <laughs> they probably thought it was their mom and her, their blouse walking in okay so she goes to the to the what the bar is there a bar yeah 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 and is there where you can order like... juice and <laughs> <laughs> like hey why are they like oh let's go to the club it's like tuesday at like seven yeah they're like it's the club <laughs> what you the do club. and there's like a full band like every night of the week it's packed it's so. everyone's there it's like unreal yeah um so yeah she's got to go convince willow to carpe her dm yeah absolutely <laughs> solid advice but i love the line delivery when she goes do you want to hear my philosophy oh no 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 sorry i fucked it up cut that she goes <laughs> my philosophy do you want to hear my philosophy? Like, why did she stop and ask her that in the middle of their conversation? And then was like, yeah, I do. Like, she's so pumped to hear her philosophy and her philosophy is, life is short. <laughs> she's wise. So wise. She's really wise. Oh, this is why I was saying, and Willow's like so overkill with her loserness right here. Buffy's like, oh, be right back. And she's like, oh, you don't have to. Like, even the loser doesn't say that. They're just like, okay, bye. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Well, you don't have to come back. Like you, they need you to know that we are. He doesn't know. expect anyone to hang out with her. Yeah. So while after she convinces Willow of her amazing life philosophy, she spots Giles and is like, "Well, I just I have to go talk to him." This is where I said this club is the stuff of my nightmares. That you and your teachers are at the same. Yes. Club? Well, like, and as a teacher, I'm like, why is there a place where teachers are going and hanging out, like, where students are, like, grinding on the dance floor? Like, that's so bad. Okay, well. That would never defense, fly with today's grooming worries. In in their defense, Giles is actually the only teacher that we know of that's there. So it's just him. And we already know he's creepy because he snuck up on her. <laughs> We should have expected him to be the only teacher. Okay, so he's going on and on. He's lecturing her about her slayer skills. And like, literally the scene goes on and on and on and on. And it like cuts to something partway through the middle and goes back to the scene of them talking. Uh And speaking of Giles being creepy, 
he goes behind her and puts his hands on either side of the railing she's standing yeah. in front of. So he's like hovering over her so yeah. creepily, like talking in her ear about slaying. Yeah. And what really is creepy is like I was reading whatever all these articles I was reading, and one of them was like Anthony Stewart had was like the first person cast. And they were like, yeah, a lot of the other people who read for Giles, like, made him super nerdy. And and that's Tony Head was a little more sexy about it. So that's why we hired him. And I was like, oh, God, sexy Giles, With like, right behind, right behind, right behind Buffy. Oh, God, it's oh too, much. God. too much. But basically, the point of this is, like, we get it. She's a slayer. There's evil. She thinks she's retired. Like, goes on and on yeah and and the funny part of course is that he's like going on and on about how she should be able to sense vampires and all she needs to do is look at this guy's outfit to tell he's a vampire and and then she sees that willow is taking her advice and seizing the moment like and leaving short, so with, well it's gonna be because she's leaving a vampire <laughs> might be uh, okay so after this Buffy heads out to go rescue Willow from leaving. Do you have something before this? Well, I was just like, before, while we're like watching Willow go out of the club, we spot Darla, the vampire oh. from the beginning, talking to Jesse. And I was just like, how is it that the vampires are going after the only three people that Buffy's met so far? Like, it's a bad coincidence. And that's the funny thing. The vampires don't even know who she is yet. Yeah. Wow. Well, what a coincidence. What good luck they have. So anyways, yeah, after we see that all of Buffy's friends are under attack. Okay, so she's heading out, yeah, to save Willow. But, okay, she just goes through this whole thing with Giles of saying how good she is that she can just spot a vampire. I'm so good. And then she fucking tries to kill Cordelia. Like, she can't tell that Cordelia's not a vampire. Is she good at her job or is she bad at her job? Well, we know she has. she doesn't have, like, the sense of vampire. She has to see their outfit. And Cordelia was behind her. That's ridiculous. So, so yeah, she tries to kill Cordelia, um, effectively ending her social life before it even began. Yeah, you can't kill the queen bee with a wooden stake and then get away with her. Okay, and then Cordelia's like, I have to phone everyone and tell them about this. And pulls a cell phone out of her bag? What year is this supposed to be? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, I can't believe she has a cell phone. I was they, like, they I didn't have, have a cell phone like the rest of the series. I, I know. Feel like. I didn't have a cell phone until I was in like high school. Well, you weren't cool. Uh, maybe if I was Cordelia, I would have had a cell phone <laughs> from the get-go. Okay, uh, so she tries to kill Cordelia and then we're back underground into the lovely candlelit lair from Buffy's dreams where the wrinkly man is. The wrinkly man, yeah. Um, he's all in leather. He comes out of this pool of blood. And interestingly, he comes out of the pool of blood completely dry. None of the blood falls off him or stays on him. But when he steps out, there's some blood on his shoes. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't see the blood on his shoes, but I also was like, why is he completely dry? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> it's magic. Vampire magic. Yeah. Okay. And the chanting guy from earlier, who we, we find out his name is Luke, is, uh, is there to help him get out of the pool of blood. And the wrinkly man, the master, tells him he's hungry for something young. Ew. Was that good? That was really good. Thank you. <laughs> um, cut back to Buffy, who's, you know, on her rescue mission. On the way out of the bronze, she bumps into Xander, who all of a sudden knows all about her secret identity and 
they don't really have time to discuss it at the moment. So he just kind of like hops in and joins her on the search for <laughs> Willow. Like, By the way, I overheard you saying you're a vampire slayer. Oh, cool. I'll come with you. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no, there's no shock. There's no like. Well, he didn't believe her. I guess. He said, uh, yeah, I heard you talking about that. That's crazy. But like you think you're the vampire slayer. But like also. He thinks she's hot. In that situation, so. wouldn't you be like what the hell is a vampire slayer instead of just like you think you're the vampire slayer like that's pretty obvious i guess it's in the name (laughs) anyways uh so willow at this point this is so disappointing she is being convinced by this complete stranger that he knows a better way to get to the town ice cream stand now this is the town that willow has lived in her entire life and of course, the logical thing to do is to follow him into the cemetery. Okay, maybe Willow hasn't spent a lot of time in the cemetery because who does unless you're a vampire slayer? And she just didn't know that was a shorter route. She's like, oh, I've never gone through it. Maybe it will get us there quicker. Maybe it was in the same direction that the stall would have been if they made it through. Okay, regardless, <laughs> you don't follow a strange guy into a creepy cemetery. When you're however, seizing the day, you might. I guess true okay I also just want to say because like Buffy obviously is like this is a vampire because look what he's wearing no one who'd been out of a coffin in the last 10 years would ever wear this and I'm like his outfit is better than any outfit I've seen at the bronze that whole night so you liked his outfit I mean he looked pretty stylish (laughs) okay so they're in the cemetery and then he takes her inside like uh like a crypt crypt or or like a mausoleum or something and then all of a sudden who comes in but darla the vampire from the beginning and jesse is with her and he's like stumbling through the door like can barely walk and then says i think you gave me a hickey his fingers are like covered in blood blood. (laughs) he thinks a vampire bite is the same as a hickey. So, like, a vampire's not that bad. It's just, like, a little suction on your neck. And then you're like, oh. I feel like oh, they've, not so bad. they've pierced your skin and you're dripping blood. I feel like that can't, like, I don't know what kind of hickeys he's been getting, but. And so he's like, oh, I think you gave me a hickey. Doesn't care that he's, like, fully getting dizzy, can't walk. And blood's dripping down. He's still trying to follow her. He's like, oh, let's do some more of this. Well, he's horny. He's like 17-year-old boy. He doesn't have any blood left in his dick. It's all falling out of his neck. That's a good point. <laughs> um, well, anyways. <laughs> just well, anyway. Just when <laughs> a good segue. Just when it all seems hopeless. We're gonna lose Willow and Jesse in one go. Buffy joins the party, bringing her witty banter. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I think sh- she comes in time, like the decor of the crypt or yes. something stupid. Yeah, add a few like throw pillows. Oh, nice play. <laughs> um, and in the articles I was reading, it was like, oh, the show has become so well known for like the Buffy speak, and that's one of the things that like really made the show what it was, and uh. I found out that Sarah Michelle Geller actually had a really hard time delivering the lines that way because oh it was all filled with like Valley girl speak and she's from New York. And so it was all like California slang and, and the writers were oh. from California and wrote it in that way. And 
she had a really hard time with it because she didn't know any of the slang being from New York. So she had to ask Joss Whedon in like her audition. She came in and she had to say the line, like, what's the sitch? And she had to ask Joss Whedon what that meant. And he was like, a, like situation. Not she didn't know that sitch was short for situation. Girl, uh, she lived under a rock. <laughs> no, she lived in I New York. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty booming. <laughs> Um, I thought you were gonna say she had she like improv those. I was like, that's ridiculous if that's true. Not at all. Not at all. Like she lined struggled. up with Angel something about turtle wax and right. They all start fighting, physically fighting, punching, jumping, whatever. And then she's like, run away to Xander and to Well, after she Willow. kills Willow's boyfriend. Oh. That's what gets important. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's... And they watch and turn to dust in front of them. And then they're yeah. like, oh, shit, she really is the vampire slayer. Yes, exactly. Oh. Um, And that's when she's like, okay, well, get out of here. Like, don't just stand here. And, and so they, they drag bleeding Jesse out with them. With his hickey, yeah. <laughs> they get out of there. And so she starts fighting Darla. And she seems like she's just going to wrap it all up neatly kill them both and then all of a sudden a hand grabs her neck from behind and it's Giles because he's always behind her that would have been so great but unfortunately Giles is nowhere to be found uh it's Luke who like picks her up from her neck and just like throws her into a wall like she's a toy well she is very small in real life right I know (laughs) but she he looks huge she pops back up from that anyway it's like nothing's really happened she shakes it off they like throw her into like full cement things and like she's like oh no worries wow yeah um super healing it's too bad that at the time this was being made they didn't have better like face prosthetics and like mouth for their fangs because like all the vampires have speech impediments because of it and it just makes them like a little bit less scary i think they're terrifying <laughs> when they're like you should have done this when they like can't fully say their lines i'm like oh wow you, you silly thing you don't even have a just for our listeners because they can't see you like she's not wearing prosthetics right now she can just do that voice you can slip it to it when i have to that's wild <laughs> oh my gosh okay so they fight for a while and Buffy's clearly starting to lose the battle. She ends up somehow in this like stone coffin and Luke is like on top of her. She like flips into the coffin okay, and then looks over. On purpose? No, no, no. He throws her in, but it's like okay. a full flip in. So then she lands on her back and she looks over and there's a skeleton in the coffin with her. And I so expected like a clever one-liner to the skeleton. Oh. And I was kind of it didn't come. Well, she was like losing too badly at that point. She, you know, they had like a moment where the fighting stopped. She looked at it and I was like, oh, here comes. And then she just like screamed or something. Yeah. Well, he, so then he is like on top of her and you just see him like coming in for the bite. Mm -hmm. And then it's to be continued. And I was like, that's genius. Why don't more people end their pilot episodes? The main to be continued. Like, because then you're going to come back for the second episode for sure. Well, I said it looks pretty helpless. Do you think she's going to die? Right? That could have been it. And maybe, of series. maybe the rest of the series focused on Xander, Willow, and Jesse. We don't know. 
The show is called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and that was Buffy. Right, but she could have died. You never know. It could have been a Game of Thrones situation, which you don't understand. Well, if the show is called main character of Game of Thrones, and then they <laughs> die in the first episode, that'd be dumb. That would okay. be, you'd sound like fibbling <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I'm just saying, you can never count on main characters living. I think you count through the first episode. Wow. We'll agree to disagree on that. All right. Bye. Well, this has been great. Um, we are going to, yeah, we're going to keep workshopping the name of the podcast and you should have explained that maybe go for it. Okay. The reason we got to drop you the drink slayer is because we did our homework separately for the episode. And when it was my, my homework time, I had had a few drinks. So my notes were, um, you know, more clever than usual, probably. <laughs> but I was trying to combine drunk and Buffy, the vampire slayer, drink something, and naturally arrived on Jeffy the drink slayer. So yeah, I mean, we knew we had come up with like a fun title that like combined drinking and Buffy, and uh, that's where we landed today. I don't think that was our original idea but I can't say for sure you're gonna say I don't think it's gonna stick I was shocked it might stick we have no idea we'll just see what the listeners feel like they're gonna name name our podcast well maybe they can drop it in the comments what do you think Druffy the drink flare or do we have it in a different direction um some other options that were floating around well originally was welcome to the hellmouth which we found out already exists so that's out um and then the drink slayers is another possibility that came up that you know it is... might it might be fun to uh have some drinks when we when we either record watch or both yeah um so that might be, be hard different. when we're in different countries like is it gonna oh, be the yeah. time for both of us to drink do I have to wake up at 8 a.m and have a drink because I'll do it for the sake of the podcast <laughs> it'll probably be worth it but yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, this has been great and we will be back for episode two. Thanks for listening.